Hi there, Coach Paula here. I know you're getting a lot from season one of Make Him Wonder, and I want you to get even more in season two. Go now to the 8020 Wonder Club and become a member. The 8020 Wonder Club is a membership club where you'll get all the new episodes of season two the moment they come out. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. That's the 8020wonder.club. Make this your year to be consistently mindful of what it takes for a relationship to go the distance. Go to the 8020wonder.club and I'll see you in the clubhouse. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real-life relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and thanks for joining us today on the Make Him Wonder podcast. I'm your host, Coach Paula. I'm a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Will He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Each episode, I talk with one real live woman with a real life relationship problem or concern in real time, meaning that it's going on right now. Today, my guest is Riley. Uh, Riley is 44 and in a relationship with Justin, who is 25. Very exciting to talk about this. Riley <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> Hi there, Riley. Hi. Riley wants to know how important it is to be married, as she has been married twice before and promised herself she would never do it again. Now, after listening to me uh, and, and reading my book, she has learned that in order for a man to be fully bonded, he needs to be married. So her question is, should she stop crying or what should she do? So I'm, I'm really uh, excited to dive into this, uh, Riley. So tell us about uh, your relationship, how long you've been in it, um, what's the situation? Are you living together? Not tell us all about it. Okay. Um, thanks for having me on Paul. This is fun. So yeah. basically, um, Justin and I have been together for about six months, but we've known each other for four years and, um, we've been friends for four years and like he was in a different relationship. Um, when I met him, he was in a five-year relationship and then he got out of that and so then I've, I've seen him date for a couple of years now. Um, and I have always been impressed by him and the, the girls that he was dating never really treated him appropriately or well, or like understood kind of what they had. Um, and so I, I started falling for him and, um, we started spending a lot more time together. Basically I had a roommate and, um, he moved away and I'm out here in, um, Minnesota and I, I'm not from here. And so I didn't know a lot of people and he started coming around and helping me out with things around the house, and, you know, taking care of me and stuff. And so we kind of fell for each other. And, um, so <clears throat> we've been now together for six months and things move pretty fast. 
as far as emotionally, um, all the feelings kind of hit all at once. And so the first month that we were dating, I think we said, I love you a couple weeks in. And then he, um, I said something one day about marriage. I forget what it was. It was not about us getting married. It was just about marriage in general. And I felt him kind of like, tense up a little bit and so I, I said I don't really actually believe in marriage myself said, oh yeah me neither and I just figured okay well that's done you know and then like a month later he started bringing up that um he intends to make me his wife and mm-hmm. that he's gonna marry me and that he sat his mom down and talked to her and told her he's not gonna have kids he's gonna be with me forever and he you know he's gotten very serious about it which you know, emotionally, I'm there. Um, then again, it's like we've been together six months. I've been married twice before. Once was four years and once was eight years. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, they were both, I don't regret either one. But at the same time, it's like I I feel like marriage is such a hard thing on, on so many levels. And um, one of the things is that people grow at different speeds. And, it, you know, I haven't had that experience with someone like <clears throat> being able to stick with it long term and keep continually like growing at the same pace I'm growing at and um the other thing is like I feel like there's a sense of entitlement this is the big one I want to talk to you about with marriage is like for me I kind of felt like once you know people get married there's a sense of entitlement like now I own you and you know it kind of creates that opposite dynamic from what you're talking about where you know keeping him wondering um and I know there has to be a good a good way of putting this so it makes sense in my head but I keep thinking like, you know, this is a good plan if your end result is to get married. <clears throat> that's what you want. You want to have a family and kids, you know, but that's not the situation I'm in. And I know a lot of other women are probably in that situation too, where it's like, you know, once we're in your mid forties, it's like, uh, I'm 44 years old. So, you know, Justin's never been married. He's, he's, I took the consumer, uh, buyer relationship test and he's like, uh, he was like a hundred percent buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, you know, he wants to be in love. He wants to be married. He wants to be with someone and settle down. He has a good job. Um, he's buying his own house. Mm. And um, so, you know, part of me thinks, is this even fair to him? If I did agree, you know, say I did agree. Mm-hmm. Him, is this fair to him? Like, has he had like the life experience he's, you know, mm-hmm. needed? Um, so. I guess there's a lot there. I'm just wondering, like, it almost feels like it would be very strange for me to get married again, you know? And so okay. I was wondering, does engagement, is engagement um, enough if, like, you know, there was an engagement or do we have to get all the way married? What is it? Is it for the guy? Is it just, like, the acknowledgement of it or is it, like, the actual ceremony? Um, and the documentation. Right. Yeah, there's so many levels here, and that's why I thought it was uh, great for us to to talk today. Um, and it, um, it's, a, it's a very interesting kind of almost predicament for the older woman knowing, you know, because you have 20-some more years of life, um, or, or almost 20-some years 20, of life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, uh-huh. And and you know what it can bring, and um, you know all the turns and twists and things that it can bring, and you know that he doesn't know that yet. 
um, here's the, you know, that's the difficult position you're in. And uh, prior to, since you knew him before, um, you uh, got into a relationship romantically, what was his stance on children before? Uh, do you know? Um, I do know, actually. He did not want to have children before. I see. Okay. So so that's, he's, he's kind of firm on that. Now, you know, also with 20 years ex, uh, of life experience, um, that that can change, right? You, you also know mm-hmm. that. But, but given that he, he said it before and, and, you know, it, it's also, you know, taking on that for him, if you know that he's pretty secure about that, um, you know, life can change. You've been divorced. Divorces do happen. Uh, we do recover from them. Um, you know, it's kind of thinking more in, in chunks of time rather than lifetime. Although, of course, you want to go into a marriage thinking lifetime, correct? Right. Right, right, yeah. Right. Yes. So are your fears of marriage, there's two things here we want to talk about. One is your hesitation for marriage. And then the second most important thing is um, how a man views it and why you're feeling the um, kind of, um, I don't know, would push be the right word from him that that's what he wants? Yes. Yeah. Um, So let's talk first about your fear of it and what it is that or dislike of it. Um, What, if you had to say, was the main reason you would not consider marrying again? What is that? Um, well, the main reason, and this is going to sound silly, but, um, the main reason is nothing silly. So like, so I, I, I told you I moved and I basically can't get a bank account because I have, um, two IDs with different last names from my different marriages that I've never corrected because I have to find all my documentation from my marriages and divorces. And this goes back to like 2002. And um, I've moved, I've had to move like 20 something times. So I got rid of a lot of that documentation and like, I just don't like doing that kind of thing. I don't like doing paperwork. And mm-hmm. um, it was a joke in my second marriage because I didn't want to change my last name. Cause I was like, if I change my last name, then something's going to happen and we're going to break up and then I'm going to have to change it again. And sure enough, that's what happened. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was a self-fulfilling prophecy or maybe I just knew that we weren't going <laughs> to match, you know, but um <clears throat> It's just going through the hassle of that and, like, the fact that it's a government um, institution, you know. I have mm-hmm. a, I would, I would rather, <clears throat> this is, this is, you know, in my thoughts, like, if I am, I am very deeply in love with him right now, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't see that changing, but who knows. I've never mm-hmm. experienced this type of um, relationship with someone that I'm actually this in love with where we're together, mm-hmm. so it's very different mm-hmm. and I've thought you know maybe if we went somewhere on vacation somewhere beautiful and you know he gave me some little ring and we sat out there on the beach and told each other we love each other forever I could do that you know mm-hmm. um, that's much more appealing than going through all the government documentation mm-hmm. and the, the paperwork and having it be part of the government you know so I'm not a big pro-government big government person so right it's the formalized um, thing for you in terms yeah. of legally. Right. Legally. You have to okay. all these papers and go to the courthouse and all this. And then it feels like that. And then um, 
<clears throat> you know, so yeah, that's probably the, the biggest thing. Okay. Okay. So um, when but, you, when you, go ahead. The I was going to say there is like an emotional, maybe that's a more practical thing to talk about is the emotional part of it. Because when I was married before, my, my observation was that when people get married, there's this tendency to um, decide that now that now everything the other person does affects me. So then I have the right to demand that they behave a certain way. And if they don't, I'm going to get upset about it. And it's like a weird sense of entitlement. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. There's nothing, you know, emotionally that doesn't make sense. Right. You know, because it's emotion. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And so there's this, this double thing here of that, you know, you've been, you've been thinking a certain way and feeling a certain way for many years now and, and wham, then this man comes into your life and turns it upside down emotionally because of the connection and the love that you two are feeling and his desire, right? right. His desire to be married. And what that is for the man, it's, it, it's a beautiful thing that he wants that, correct? Yes, absolutely. It's yeah. really beautiful. And every time he mm-hmm. talks about it, it just like melts me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I exactly. just don't say anything. I just sit there and don't say anything, you know. Cause, right, right. So um, if you could come away with at least something today, knowing something about um, why it is that it's melting you and why it is that it's so important for the man. And and here mm-hmm. in in kind of a nutshell is is what it is, is that you know um, from my book that I say that women of you commitment as a natural outgrowth of love, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. men view commitment as a responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very different way that men love and men want committed relationships. Um, mm-hmm. Because we don't, as women, we don't need marriage. Right, right. At all. Because we're right. completely... And I've heard you say that before. Right? <laughs> yeah, we don't need it. We right. are completely all in if we are in love we are all in with somebody completely committed bonded monogamous faithful loyal and that's how we're going to be as long as we feel that way about him Mm -hmm. correct yeah yes and when we commit um with our heart that way and we commit through time and sex we spend enough time with a man that we love right and we mm-hmm. fall in love, and we're having sex with him, boom, we are bonded, that's it. Completely mm-hmm. bonded. Men don't work that way at all. They are not. They do not commit through love alone. They do not commit through time and sex. It is why mm-hmm. they can be with a woman um, for you know, years and years and not be bonded to her and not want to be, quote-unquote, committed to her. Mm -hmm. And also, um, in a sense, and we can talk about this um, later, about uh, why it is that a man can be in a completely um, committed relationship vis-a-vis marriage and cheat Mm -hmm. so so easily. So here's, here's, that's the deal in terms of bonding. And um, men only bond 
in one way. While we bond to the, the time, the sex, the love, we're completely all in bonded. They only bond in one way, which is making a formal public commitment. And it works like this because it sounds kind of strange, right? Like why would that bond the man to the woman, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so, it's kind of so foreign to us. It just should be, uh, you know, that our love bonds us, right? Mm-hmm. That's enough. Our love, our commitment, our uh, wanting to make a life together, our time together mm-hmm. should bond us. But it is, I use the puppy principle for this as well, because I think it's, it's kind of, um, it's illustrative for women um, to, to kind of get it in a different way. So, you know, um, and anyone who's read my book about the puppy principle, meaning uh, that men love women the way women love puppies, meaning they love mm-hmm. us all one way, shape, or form, whether we're uh, a poodle or a pit bull, we're all cute. In, and they like some facet of all of us in in one form or another. So um, we can utilize this in terms of how they bond and how they commit, most importantly. So if I were to um, give you my cute puppy to take care of every weekend for a year um, while I have to go visit my sick grandmother, and you take my cute puppy every weekend because you love puppies so much and you just adore it and absolutely love him. And you take him around and you, you know, um, he's a joy to be with. You watch movies all weekend together. Um, you sleep with him. Um, you do everything together. And then Monday morning I come and I take him back and it's all good. Then after a year, I come to you and I say, um, you know, Riley, I have to, um, to go live with my uh, sick grandmother at the, at the assisted living, I can't take him with me. Will you take him and will you adopt him? Well, wait a minute. That's not what I signed up for. I like having him every weekend, but I don't want the responsibility of adopting a pet. I don't want to have to pay the bills. I might be moving. I might be taking a new job. I think I'm going to go back to school. Um, I, that's, that's not what I want. And I say to you, but wait a minute, you told me you love him. You've been staying with him every weekend and sleeping with him every weekend. How could you not want to be with him and take him on as your own? And you say, I don't want the responsibility, right? It's not the right time. You know that when it's the right time, you'll go and you'll adopt your own, right? Mm-hmm. So if I were to, um, you know, say, listen, if you can't take my puppy, I have to take him to a kill shelter. You would be like, oh, my God, that can't happen. And I pretty much guilt you into taking him, and you do. Mm-hmm. Now you have taken him on as your responsibility. You are you, everybody knows now you've taken him on and he is yours. Now, because after a few weeks 
time, he realizes I'm not coming back. And he starts pooping on the floor. He's never been a bad doggy before, but now he is. Do you just give him up? Do you just go take him to a shelter? Do you just say, okay, forget it? No, because you've taken him on as yours. That's pretty much an analogy we can use with men. That when they take us on as that formal responsibility that shows the world, this is the man I am, this is the woman I've chosen, they don't just walk away from it. It is very um, significant to them when they're a good man, like he sounds, Justin sounds like he is, that he would take that on very, very seriously. And this is the way then they start to bond. For example, the reason you're not giving it away, the puppy, um, after you've formally committed to it, is that it just doesn't sit right with you it, as if you were just taking care of it and you could just give it back to me, right? It just wouldn't, for, for good people, it just doesn't feel right. We made that formal commitment, right? Mm-hmm. So you try mm-hmm. and you keep going and you see, you know, and it ebbs and tides. And after, you know, a few more weeks and he gets, okay, she isn't coming back, but I'm fine. I love Riley now. And he's fine with you. Puppy's fine. And so you you rode that out. And this is, I say, five little words for men um, in commitment is that once they do that, men don't leave their team. So once they formally commit on on a team, you know, a, a any kind of sports team, even if they just watch the team, that's their team and they don't leave it. No matter how bad it is, how poor it plays, right? That's their team, that's it. And this is what a man desires. He desires that. Why? (laughs) That's my question. I heard you use this analogy and I just don't. It's like, I don't want to be that puppy that they're for, you know, like to me, that's not a way to bond with something, you know, like. Right, because you're female. Because I'm female, right. right. And so, like, it's so hard to conceive that that's, like, something that's, like, a good thing in their mind. Whereas, you know, to me, that's, like, the last thing I would want to be because I don't want to be a burden or responsibility that's, like, you know, I want to be the same thing, you know. Okay. I get that. But I'm going to ask you that two things. Then. For example, with that puppy analogy, and you've taken on my puppy, and now it's it's your own, and you've gone out and you've you've gotten all the new the leashes, and the you've changed the tag, and you've gotten the new bed, and he becomes now part of your life. Do you love him any less than you did before when you were just taking care of him and, and he wasn't yours. No, you love him more. And you're bonded with him. He's now your doggy, right? This is how men 
feel. It's not, there is an element, and you're going to hate hearing this. Hate it, hate it, hate it. <laughs> but for a man, there is a tiny, teeny tiny element, and I hate to use this word, but there is an element of ownership to a degree. Because men, the three C's of men, are they are all about, in their world, everything in a man's world can be under the framework of sport. Things are about challenge, competition, and conquering. And they view the world in this black and white way, meaning that this is the woman that I love and I want more than any other woman. I can't take the risk of a challenger coming in and competing for her time, attention, and affection. I need to conquer this situation and lock it down. That's through marriage. And the subsequent thing that happens is that then he starts to bond. He bonds through, and and, um, I get this from, you know, because I did not understand this, this concept, and I didn't want to accept it for the longest time. But Bob Grant, who's a licensed um, uh, counselor, I read his stuff, and it was, this was coming from a man, and he, we only bond in this way. This is a good thing for women because what I'm hearing from you is that you have not had a man in your life, even with the two other marriages, that you have been able to work out your stuff with because we all have our stuff. For whatever reason, those two men were not either at the level, emotionally, the connection, you weren't as uh, evolved as you are now. All this stuff that life, you know, throws at us, and that's through the growing. But it sounds like this man is, doesn't matter his age, he's very mature in this way. Yeah, he definitely makes me feel very loved. Which, as I'm listening to you, I've realized, you know, that's part of how, like, you know, I bonded because I was given the opportunity to bond because he makes me feel safe because he's constantly telling me how much I mean to him mm-hmm. and, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. So it's very, very, um, feel very safe emotionally. And what it is is that, you know, and, and whether it's the universe, God, whatever we believe, that um, it's presenting you you with this challenge do you want to step forward and perhaps um uh step over this barrier in a way and i'm not saying that um uh marriage is right wrong or indifferent i'm just saying that this is how it works for the man because you see if you don't let's look at it two ways if you do marry him and you don't okay if you don't, right, what does that tell him? Because you can have enough. all manner of reasons. 
that have nothing to do with him. But what's mm-hmm. he going to think it is? That he's not enough. That's right. He's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's not, right. And you want to leave your options open. You don't want to lock it down. Now, intellectually, he might get all these things that you're saying, but all these all the things about the paperwork and stuff, if you really wanted something, right, if you knew that you were going to get a million dollars if you filled out paperwork, you would do it, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, exactly. <clears throat> so you know I that mean, that is an excuse, right, that, and he's going to intuit that no matter what because of his feelings that that's what it is. Can we talk a little bit? Sorry. Sure. Can we talk for a minute about how it works? Um, There's like a contradiction in, I mean, it's not a contradiction, I'm sure, but it seems like it's an apparent contradiction in the sense of, you know, he wants to, you know, make me his wife and bond that way. And part of that does have to do with like ownership and then, you know, once that's done, doesn't that cut down on the wonderment principle? And how do we keep him mm-hmm. interested mm-hmm. after we've already, because that's giving everything. Like, there's nothing really to, you okay. know, and I've heard you talk about, like, well, you can delay answering text messages or whatnot. Then it's like, then he's going to be moving into my house. I mean, we don't, we see each other maybe twice a week, three times a week right, right now. So mm-hmm. I've kept that, you know, and he works a lot. And um, so then it's like, all of a sudden there's, you know, it's very difficult to keep that mystique up. Mm-hmm. And and you know what's at the base of that for us as women? Fear. Fear. Fear that this feeling, this love, this intensity, this um, getting this from a man will will change. Right. 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 And when I listen to, you know, your show, it's like, hey, well, I always have to make him wonder about me or he's going to stop loving me, you Mm -hmm. know, and like, how do I make him wonder about me if he's living in my house? Right. And he's always here and he sees me when I look like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 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 And and that's it's a really, really good point. Um, But it is. There are these subtle ways that he will be wondering um and it is what i work with women in my program my dps program that's the groom positioning system and that is the start it's a 12-week program for women who are in relationship who a want to take it to commitment or, or they are committed and they are uh, in in need of these strategies and um, practices to keep that going because it is up to us to keep that going for sure. Are you a woman looking for commitment from the man you love? Take the consumer versus buyer relationship test so you can discover if your man is ready, willing, and able to commit. Go to whywon'thecommit.com and click on Relationship Evaluation. It's fast, free, 
and you'll get immediate results. First and foremost, the man has wonder about you just by virtue of being a woman, right? They have wonder mm -hmm. about all things female all the time, mm -hmm. and that's great. Mm -hmm. The subtle, small things that you must keep in mind in a relationship, it's, for example, you know, it's not you, you get to the wedding and then, phew, you can relax. And it's all, right. you know, it's all good to go. Right. Now we just let our hair hang out and, um, like right, you said, right. <laughs> and, and look terrible. And all. No, can't happen. It just can't. Um, it's got to be a practice. It's kind of like, you know, yoga. You do yoga, you can't say one day, you know, you're going to work to get this certificate in yoga and then you never practice it anymore. No. If you, if you do it, you do it. And you do it all the time, right? It's, mm -hmm. you, continually, you continually do it. Um, meditation, you don't just say, oh, yeah, I'm a meditator, and then you just stop meditating. No, you got to keep doing it. And that's, that's the, the stuff that you have to keep going. So I call that the being a mechanic of the relationship. And by being the mechanic, um, you then do these strategies that keep the car on the road. And that's what the GPS is all about. Because um, anybody who knows the mechanic principle, and that's not in my book, but I use it in my practice all the time. So uh, it's another analogy um, that women find so useful in the continuing to keep the relationship alive in the way that it needs to be for the man which then makes the relationship fantastic for the woman. With a real car, if, if it, with all things being equal, with a real car, women just like to get in a real car that that's, looks good on the outside, turn the key and it runs well, and you never have to think about it. You don't, have mm -hmm. to, you don't need to know how it works, right? You just mm -hmm. get in it, you drive it, gas in it, that's it. A man, for the most part, if he can, he likes to know how a, how a real car works. He wants to know mm -hmm. the inner workings and the engine type and all the different things about it. And they'll read magazines about cars and they like to know and understand it. So if in order for a, re, a relationship to work, if the relationship is the metaphorical car, um, a man tried to make us understand a real car and would get us out on the garage floor, down underneath it, cold and greasy, making us look up at it and understand how it worked. Eventually, we would hate the car. <laughs> <laughs> Correct? Yes. If in order to make it run, he said, you have to understand how the oil goes into the this and how it moves the pistons and how it does the this and that. We would hate it. And eventually say, enough's enough. I just want a new car. Right. Right? right. That's the way they are with relationships. They don't want to know how it works. They don't want to understand it. They don't want to get down on the floor for an hour looking up at it and discussing it and understanding they just want it to work. 
So we are the back-end mechanic of the relationship. Right. And that mm-hmm. takes, a, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of doing. Um, but when we do it well, it runs with ease. We don't have to have it in the shop. We just have to go sometimes, you know, and, and put some oil in it, and it's good to go. And these are the techniques that work for long-term relationships. And small mm-hmm. little things like um, the not the not answering, the it's the way we discuss everything. It's not that things can't be discussed. It's the way that we do it. And that's what I work with in, in the program because it is so vital to keep things on the road in a way that does keep him loving. Now, you're just in six months. I'm not so naive as to say that in 10 years, you're going to feel exactly the way you feel right now with all those endorphins, right? You know that. Right. 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 But you can have the absolute man still adoring you, completely still committed, thinking that the sun rises and sets with you, and knowing all all that you are, and you having the secure attachment that I don't, think you feel can actually exist. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's your challenge, right? Yeah. That's your challenge. Yes. Is, and and you do need some more time, of course, right? It's six months in. Mm -hmm. Um, That um, if he wants to um, give you an engagement ring, Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's all going to feel scary, but I like that you're thinking about these things now. Right. 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 You really you really helped me. I mean, uh, I think I, without your podcast and your book, I would have just, I don't know, <laughs> definitely reacted differently. But you know, it kind of coincided you know, in the time frame. So it helps me look at it in a totally different way that, that, um, than I did before. So thank you. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. It is something to, to seriously, um, consider, um, because most importantly for him that when a man feels this way about a woman, it is a, It is a rare thing and it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen all the time. You know, if, Mm -hmm. if love could happen so easily for it would, you know, I, people like me wouldn't be in business. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I, you know, I say when I go, you know, and do talks that I so wish that I didn't have to be in this business because it just doesn't seem right that the world of love just doesn't work much, much easier. And the birds and the bees, you know, make beautiful singing songs and buzzing around in honey and, you know, and, and just everything works so easily, but it just, it just doesn't. And it is up to us 
just like, because we are the love in the world, women. We are the connectors. We are the cooperators. We are the caretakers. We are the love and light in the world. And men look to us for that, just as we look to them to uh, create things like cars and airplanes and, you know, all this stuff. I'm not saying women don't. But I'm just saying in, you know, all things being equal, that's mostly male interest and male endeavors, right? right? And we look to them for that, and they want us in their life for the love and the connection and all that you offer him, all that mm-hmm. sweetness, softness, beauty, um, making a beautiful life for him. And a good man will want that to be formalized because partly for the man, it is also the team accepting him. Mm. So for example, when you say I do and yes, he gets to to show the world, this is my beautiful car. Look at my Jaguar. Right? Why do men like to ride around in particular cars? Like, I'm on the sidewalk with my guy. We're walking around, and he'll be like, you know, he knows every single car. To me, they all look alike with with little difference. Right? He knows the model, the this, the that. Oh, my God. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what... You know, you want, he wants to show off his shiny, beautiful, wonderful car that he loves and he's, he worked for in his life to have. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's what is so important to him. And if you say no, it, it just, no matter what your reasoning is, just like you don't really understand his reasoning on a gut level, you can get it intellectually, but emotionally, it's not who you are because you're female, right? Right. That's what it is, you know, for him. He's not going to get really emotionally why you wouldn't be choosing him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's something to really think about. Take slowly because, hey, there's no time thing here for you. It's only six months in, right? Mm-hmm. And he, where, where we as women, we all know listening to this, you can change your... Um, your perception, your way of thinking, your understanding about him because you're female, you can intuitively go, oh, okay, I see that. I could change. He's not that. He's a man. So to get a man to move off of his decision or change his mind, oh, my gosh. So if you were to come to him and say, you know, I changed my mind. I had a discussion. I'm, I'm all in for marriage now. He would be circumspect mm-hmm. of that because that's not mm-hmm. how they work. 
Mm-hmm. Right? right? So it has to be a kind of a slow, um, steady movement towards, I get it. I'm more open. Um, I can, I'm the type of woman to, to be able to rethink things and to see mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, to see the rationality and to get it and to, um, and then also to make him happy. Yeah. So, but it's slow movement towards that will be mm-hmm. probably the best course of action in your case. Okay. Yeah, I haven't actually said anything about not wanting to get married since that very first time I said I don't believe in marriage. Fantastic. Because um, I've been listening to you, so I just, like, kept my mouth shut. Actually, one mm-hmm. was like, you want to marry me? That's adorable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, burst out. But, like, um, usually I just don't say anything. I just smile and, like, hug him or, you know try not to say anything because then on the other hand I don't want to say oh I can't wait that sounds awesome let's get married you know what I mean because that takes away the challenge right his wonder you see just what you were doing naturally like smiling hugging him not saying anything is the perfect that's his sense of wonder and you notice he didn't push more for any kind of answer right because the wonder in and of itself is what he needs. Mm-hmm. Now, your um, your step, so to speak, would be to understand that you can keep different senses of wonder going all the time. They're at different levels. And even with um, living together vis-a-vis marriage, and I'm just so glad that you're not talking living together. Right. Because that and that's a whole other discussion and and i'll be doing podcasts on that um and and actually there is one already up that um it talks about why living together um statistically doesn't work and why it doesn't work from from my perception and you're not doing that so he's already wondering to a great degree because every time you're away from him he's wondering on a very Um, like a baseline level, just like, what's she doing right now? You know, where is she right now? Um, Men are very in the moment in that way. And by being vague and not giving set answers, you're ramping up his wonder. Right. Yes. And plus, he shouldn't have an answer until he actually asks questions officially. Got it. You got it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But by but by making sure he knows you're open to it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to be. And that um that you are a woman of value. This is another thing that's very important. That a woman of value holds herself in a way that is um I am marriage material. I am mm-hmm. someone who deserves to have commitment. Because you see, men have a mindset and um, that, that is so important to understand that the, the deepest brain, oldest part of their brain, brainstem is they are wired to look at women in one of two ways, 
the uh, kind that you marry and the kind that you just have fun with. So when you hold yourself, and he's obviously thinking of you in the former way, and that's, that's not me, that's, you know, Freudian, Madonna mm-hmm. Whore Complex, um, that it's very, uh, it's very important to hold yourself in that way. And obviously you have, um, because that's how he's thinking of you. So it's, it's really important that he believes that you are not someone that will go on and on with a man and just allow yourself to, um, to not get the commitment. Men believe that women of value deserve. Right. Yeah, yep. he's always saying that stuff. Telling me yeah. I deserve stuff. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so this is great, and um, I hope it's been helpful because um, I love the I love the conversation about it because we all struggle with this in the modern world. Yeah, it's been very helpful. Thank you. I really appreciate. You're welcome. Your time. Oh, so so welcome. Well. And if it's been helpful for um, anyone today, um, please subscribe, uh, share this podcast, and remember for every one of us to make him wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you. Thanks for listening to Make Him Wonder.